Good morning, Mama. Westheimer. Why is it not West Famer? <laughs> Don't we all have family in prison? <laughs> or is it a Volvo or a Volvo? Who he? I smell some poontang. <laughs> I went to a Coldplay concert and I went to buy a bottle of water and they gave it to me without like, the, the lid or the cap and I said, well, can you give me a lid? And he says, no, Chris doesn't want you to have it because that kills the turtles. I cannot pronounce turtles. We can talk about it. And I said, really? <laughs> what other words can you pronounce? Um, yeah, that's, let's go that <laughs> way. No, I can't say them. I can't say yeah. It came up last time because I, I was saying Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang, yeah. <laughs> I cannot say <laughs> Turtle is a difficult... Uh, yeah, I'm a Spanish. I'm a... What do you Spanish. say? How do you say turtle in Spanish? Tortuga. Okay, we'll just go with tortuga. Tortuga. Uh, how do you say it? I just say turtle. Well, I'm gonna... I'm gonna shit on the English language for a little bit. Okay. No <laughs> disrespect, since you know, 100% of the audience is English speakers. So. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's hard to pronounce some of these words. Like literature, if you read it, it says literature, but you have to say literature, like you compress it. Or how do you pronounce continental? Continental. How do you pronounce platinum? I, it's, it platinum. spells platinum, but you say platinum. Like you eat the words, right? Or you can be English and be aluminum. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, but it's clear. I mean, we, we, we use all the accents. Everything is sort of explained. But there's it. like it's like no rules. It's like there's there's like uh, ways of saying things that are not in books. I think. So would that be sort of like saying uh, a bear and Hebert? <laughs> so A T B E R T. If you were born in Louisiana, you're an a bear. Uh, but if you're born in California, you're a Hebrew. All right. I want to learn more about this, man. Because, okay. like, like Westheimer, right? Westheimer. Why is it not Westheimer? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can't answer that question. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, that's the kind of perspective that I'm bringing in this podcast, man. It's just, <laughs> just how bad the English language is. <laughs> but I mean, we'll look at Spanish, though. There's all kinds of pronunciations of, this, of the same meaning word. <laughs> So speaking as a as a first generation American, I mean, English is a very tough language Isn't because, it? like, you think about it. Do do, to, to, to so, so right. There's no rhyme or reason. You sh you should say sue, right? <laughs> if you didn't know, you would go by the logic, well, right? To, Let's try yeah. saying it. You know. Sue, we're going to the <laughs> <laughs> right. So if, if and especially if you didn't come from a a um, what is it called a, a Romanized right. language, right? The Spanish yeah follow like if you came came from what's an your, Eastern. What's your family from? Uh, we're we're Chinese. Okay. So that's a completely completely different. different. And so if you're learning the language for the first time, you you see so you're thinking Sue. Yeah. So, um, wh where's that accent from? You're right. Um, it is Southern Mississippi. A little bit of a difference is I cannot tell. Of course, I can tell 
the difference between a southern and non-southern. Yeah. But the difference between southern accents. So, so you've got Georgia, which is softer. Okay. So we're where we are. We've got a little bit of a, a southern softer sound. It's not quite as soft as Georgia. Yeah. Um, it's a cross between Alabama and Mississippi because we're on the border. Mm. Um, you've got. Um, there's just there's different enclaves in Mississippi. There's the German enclaves. There's the Jewish enclaves. There's a, uh, the English enclaves. My hometown is more German Austrian enclave. And what's your hometown? Uh, Waynesboro, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll hear um, uh, the words tend to riot. They're easy on the ear. So yeah. it sounds like this, and you're you know very happy and you're calm. You never raise your voice yeah. because that's very upsetting to people. And you know it's just very very smooth. Then you move about. You know move more to some of the um, Scottish English enclaves that were all built in Mississippi, and it, it gets like this and really loud. And yeah, you know, I, I'm going to go pick some stuff out yeah. of the field for dinner okay. and go kill a deer and yeah. whatever. And I was just like, well, we'll go. It sounds it's more like I, I want to hear a story from. I want to have a bonfire with uh, you and like you just. <laughs> well, no, my wife. She uh, when we first were getting married, I was explaining to her that uh, I live in a very weird vortex where. When you become a close friend of mine, you get sucked into it, mm. and that's where all kind of weird things happen. They're not necessarily bad. I want to hear about it. So, uh, <laughs> um, like, I grew up, uh, my neighbor, Peggy Mills, um, she was a very interesting lady. Uh, there was always the time of day where she would be more scantily clad, mm. and that was the days, times of the day you couldn't go visit because that was her relaxation time. And... Um, so my wife wanted to meet this lady, and she was going like, I, I don't believe this. So my mom said, oh, Peggy's got, she's going ahead and will allow you to come see her because she'll be ready for you to visit at 11.30. So we go over. Of course, she's in an evening gown at 11.30 in the morning. And uh, takes in. my wife sits down, and she's just like kind of staring at her, going like, well, I guess she's kind of fitting some of the story. Mm. And Peggy was going like, well, I'm sorry, you'll have to leave at 1 because I have to get ready to go to the prison and to go see some family. And she said, don't we all have family in prison? <laughs> and my wife looked at me. She's like, no, we don't. <laughs> so, uh, you know, something that happens when I when you grow up in Mexico is like you don't know the lyrics to songs, right? Because you just listen to it, and it was before the internet. Mm-hmm. So you, I used to make up words for certain songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did here too. So, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, like you didn't know like uh, the vanilla song. You know, my best friend used to think it was "Ice Ice Baby" to go to go. But <laughs> Isn't like, it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it? It's, it's not ice, ice baby to go. Yeah. Yes. It's not to pick up at a Seven Eleven and take it to go. <laughs> they say to go, to go. No, they don't. Oh, another fact check. I mean, we got another fact check. The other one was, uh, you know, Guns N' Roses. I used yeah. to love her. I used to love her. I thought he said, but I had tequila. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a better lyric, I think. Yeah. So There's plenty of lyrics like that. Um, yeah. That song Amadeus. Yeah, I thought it was hot potato, hot potato. Is <laughs> that rock me? No, Amadeus, Amadeus. Oh, we thought that was hot potato. Hot yeah, potato. hot potato, hot potato. Oh wow, that's, that's that was a that's long cool. time ago. Mm. Well, the other one is uh, remember. Um, I think it's quite right. Uh, we're not gonna take it. Is that yeah, quite we're right? We're not yeah. gonna take it. So in Mexico it was huevos con aceite, which means eggs, eggs. with oil. <laughs> Eggs with oil. Because <laughs> when you fry your eggs. Like, oh, eggs with oil. Yeah. Eggs. Okay. Uh, and Quiet Riot went to Mexico recently. And I thought it was just me and my friends. He, They went to Mexico and they started singing 
hey, we heard you guys singing like this, and and they went, huevos gonna say, yeah. they, they changed the lyrics, <laughs> the actual band. Wow. Well, there's an Ariana Grande song for a little while. I thought that was eggs and bacon, but it was like X's and something. <laughs> I can't remember what that one was. So my kids had to explain to me, no, it's not eggs and bacon, Dad. Yeah. So I thought she was making breakfast for someone in the morning. So there's that old so. song that's, that's Secret Asian Man, right? Yeah. And yeah. I thought the longest time it was like Secret Asian Man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, is this racist? <laughs> like, is this pointing at me? Were you offended? No, I wasn't offended, but I was like, why are they singing? It doesn't make sense. Oh, Big Daddy Cram. Can we get on the phone? Hey, Daddy. Hey, I'm in the middle of a... Hang on a second. <laughs> we want to hear the accent. Hey. Everybody wants to hear your accent because I'm in the middle of a podcast with a bunch of folks. Okay. Well, I just wanted to tell you that I received the starter. Okay. Was it all in, all in one piece and looked good? It looked good. It was identical to the one we took out, but we have not installed the new starter. Okay. And how's Mama doing? Great. Is she right there by you? Go ahead. Is Mama right there by you? Yeah. Just, good morning, Mama. Good morning. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I work hard. Okay. Are you tired? A little bit. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Um, I'm in the middle of a podcast with a bunch of folks, so I'm gonna. I'll give y'all a holler back a little bit later. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, my dad's accent. Uh, my friends out in Los Angeles. We were all sitting in a room, and uh, my dad, uh, he said, so what kind of guns y'all carry? And they all went, there it is. <laughs> That's a different language for yeah, them. Not even, uh, hey, just yeah. an observation, but I felt like your accent went uh, yeah. a little thicker a couple levels there. Oh, yeah, yeah. When talking to your parents. Yeah, well, because they don't understand me if I don't get a little thicker. Yeah. And I'll, I noticed that I will shift based off the group of people that I'm in. If I'm around some Southerners, I will get very, very mm. thick in my accent. And I think I told y'all one time, I was in New York at a party, <clears throat> and this girl was from Alabama, and she was talking about growing up and out in Montgomery. And uh, and I laughed, and I shared a little bit with her. And then she, when everybody kind of broke apart, she looked at me, and she said, the first five minutes of you making fun of my accent were as funny, but it's old now, so you can stop. And I was like, I'm not, this is how I sound. I'm not making fun of your accent. <laughs> and she's like, no one sounds like that. <laughs> I was like, well, I do. Um, when I was in the fifth grade, mm. um, I was the football manager for the varsity team. So I would help get all the stuff together for the football players and stuff. And um, so get on the bus and uh, one of the players, R.L. Busby, he was one of the, he was one of the big players. Uh, these two very attractive girls walk by and I'm sitting next to R.L. And he looks at me and he goes like, who he? I smell some poontang. <laughs> and I, and at the same time, another guy on the bus had farted. I thought, because another guy on the bus had just farted, I thought that was the word for poop gas, like propane, yeah. poontang. Yeah. And so in my mind, it stuck. And Thanksgiving was the week later, and we're all enjoying a Thanksgiving dinner. And my grandmother, who was not feeling well, let something go at the dinner table. And a fifth grader, I just look at my parents and I go, Lee, I smell some poontang. And my mom immediately starts crying. And my dad grabs me and takes me outside and goes, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's wrong? I said, you know, grandma just, you know, passed gas. And he's going, like, what? I said, isn't that what? That's poop gas, poop tank. And he's going, like, 
Oh God, we gotta have a long yeah. talk. <laughs> Let's go chat. Did y'all have any work? Any, yeah, you think back about? <laughs> not the I mean, no, what I mean is, I have a, a story, not so much along those lines, but I uh, was had a good friend, and she and I got into a big argument over the word moot. M O O T. Yeah, as in a moot point. A moot point. Okay. Right. So I used it correctly. And she was convinced that the word was mute. Yeah. M-U-T-E. Like, it's yeah. a mute point, right? Which, yeah. I guess, if you think back, Silent. makes sense. So, can you pick, for everyone listening, can you give the correct definition of both for everybody? <laughs> yeah, so mute yeah. means yeah. not able to speak or make sound, right? And then moot means irrelevant or, you know, not, not, so. yeah. not, an, not an issue. And so we were talking. I was like, oh, that's a moot point, right? right. I said it in that context. And she corrected me and said it's a mute point. And I'm like, no, it's, it's a moot point. And, <laughs> and, like, if you know me, it's like I'm pretty easygoing. But then, like, if you, if you, say, you, you, you say that I'm wrong in some capacity when I'm actually right, it yeah. kind of, like, brings up my sense of injustice yeah. or i got to yeah. prove yeah. my point. You're upset. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 it's it's moot, M O O T, and this is before the day of the internet where you can. So just, no, like, I need you to pause yeah. there. So, your moment where you get angry and brings up your sense of, just only receives a no, no, no. <laughs> is that is that your anger point, or is it a little bit more impassioned? Well, it, it, that's, that's, it starts <laughs> at that point, and then if it continues, then it's like starts bubbling up a little bit because I have never heard you raise your voice yeah that's totally and that's, I would I would be shocked to hear yeah. you raise your voice I, I do if you ever buy my kids you'll know <laughs> but um, I think mine I think usually I'm very mild mannered mm-hmm. I mean 99% of the time except except when I'm triggered right on to your fucking hand. Yeah. <laughs> well it's not about the discussion and that's that's something that I, I with my wife the, the worst fight I ever had is we were arguing about this is the worst fight we've had in 15 years of marriage. It was about peanut butter, and, <laughs> and it was about whether peanut butter needs to be kept in the fridge or not. The natural peanut butter you gotta refrigerate. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's all natural, but yeah. it's just a regular generic peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I said maybe in not the nicest way, it's like, why the fuck is this not in the fridge? And then we got into this argument from the kids about whether peanut butter needs to be refrigerated or not. I still don't know the answer. So let's let's, let's <laughs> yeah. go back to what was it really about? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. about peanut butter. Yeah. Well, what was it? 20 years of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest argument I had with my dad when I was a teenager, we were arguing over, is it a Volvo or a Volvo? And I said, Dad, it's not a Volvo, it's a Volvo. But he was calling Volvos Volvos. And I was like, no, it's a Volvo. Yeah. And he's like, son, it's a Volvo. Well, my, my wife had a heart. When she went to meet my family, she was shocked that uh, I gave my dad a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Mm. She was like, what is that about? And, but in her family, the boys shake their dad's hand. Mm. And that's that's their affection. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching TV, I had my arm around my dad watching TV, yeah. and she was just like, "Shit, it's just so alien to me." And I said, "Well, we're—I mean, we're a very affectionate family. We kiss a lot, we hug a lot." You know, I'm, I'm Man, just, having that type of relationship with your dad, and I didn't have it like that because we're—it's a different culture, right? Mm-hmm. I love him; he loves me. It was until recently he went, uh, uh, you know quadruple bypass and I started telling mm-hmm. him I love me and then the first is fucking difficult and then you mm-hmm. just get used to it uh, but it didn't come natural yeah but I tell like 
in my kids, I tell them I love them all the time. Yeah. Like, all the time. It's just not weird, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they only reply, I love you too, when they're sleeping. Because uh, that's when, like, they they think that they mm-hmm. yeah, some they need me, maybe. Because yeah. uh, they're going to go to sleep and they might, you know. Yeah. They might need daddy. But in the day, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How old are your kids? Six to nine. Mm, okay. Yeah. No, no, man. They're nine and twelve. <laughs> nine, 12. <laughs> nine or fourteen and thirteen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up with similar culture, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that was never like the verbal expression was never a thing. It was always through service and mm-hmm. yeah. working, and whatever. So it was it was very difficult growing yeah. up because like you have my Caucasian friends whose mm-hmm. parents like I love you, mm-hmm. son. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. It's like, oh, what's wrong with my parents? They don't love me. Yeah. So it was like, it was a, it took me a while until yeah. I was much older, like really until adulthood I, that I understood that. But one of the things I think just, you know, I wanted, and I think it came pretty naturally having grown up here is for my kids is to express this like, it, but I almost feel like it's a throwaway term. Just yeah. like, love you, you know, blah, blah, blah. You don't yeah. seem to have any problems with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in touch with <clears throat> your feelings, and <clears throat> I feel like most of us are not. And yes. you grow up as a boy, generally, having no one to trust, like, no one you can open to. Yeah. Generally, in Western culture, like, from ages 9 to, guess, <laughs> until you get married. Yeah. yeah that sucks. Well, I, I, I when you say it, so, yeah, I understand when you say the throwaway term. Uh, you know, someone told me that one time before, and I said, "No." I said, "Every time I say it, I mean it. I mean, it's not that it's not yeah. it's not a habit for me, right? Because yeah. you know, it's like if I check in with my wife and we end the call, you know, I love you because this may be the last time I ever say I love you. I just yeah. always think that but every chance you have to say you love somebody that you do love, I, you I agree them. with that. I yeah. agree with that. I just like yeah. personally, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I think yeah. it's saying more for the kids. Yeah. it's just like, yeah, I love you, Dad, uh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. You just triggered him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that, that could he threw a hot cop Did you but, see the movie Everything All at Once? I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it. It's it's about this. It's about. Moms and daughters not being able to yeah. say I love you, basically. But do you agree that you're sort of the odd man out? Like, there's not a lot of people like you around here? I think there's not a lot of people like me around here. But there's always I'm always amazed when I do find those people who are very similar. Because we will we will somehow Start migrate together. <laughs> Start and you'll be like, hey, how's it going? And you'll notice when they shake your hand... You know, some people have a very firm handshake, yeah. and it's like, you know, stay back. Yeah. I've got a firm handshake, everything like that. But there's other people that will touch your shoulder and give you a shake, and you're like, oh, and then so then he's a southerner, yeah. It's, and there's people that touch your ass, like right, like at first. <laughs> that's when I say that's my ass and not ours. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, my sister, you know, growing up uh, was my best friend. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's it's very interesting too because I have other friends go like, oh gosh, you didn't get along with my sibling at all. But my sister and I, you know, we were, you know, up until recently, we, we were talking every single day, but, you know, we're, it's just scheduling, you know, we'll leave messages for each other. I hate texting. I think that's the worst thing in the yeah. world because people misinterpret tone all yeah. the time. All the time. And I, I'll have my wife go, what do you think they meant by this? Yeah. And I'm going like, I think it's just innocuous. She says, oh no, this, there's tone in this. Yeah. So <laughs> that's uh, why you need the emoji, right? You yeah. Catch that smiley face or the wings. But then now they overdo it because they tell you something horrible and then there's just a smiley face and like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it less horrible. <laughs> oh, or I've called to mine. They said, why don't you text first to make sure I'm available? I'm like, what? 
I don't think I've ever had someone tell me that before. Um, Just the other day, I met an individual and I said who I am. And uh, the guy looked at me and went, not today. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. So oh, that one told me about you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like it was just like was I that somebody in your not... company or is it somebody? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so they might have thought you were a salesman or something. No, no, yeah. I had my badge on. Okay, proudly That's why displayed. I didn't know it was in your company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I think people like, are scared of being judged. Pre-COVID, um, I used to work downtown, and um, three different guys from F three. One was in Katy, uh, and two were out of Sugarland. Um, set up timing just to talk. And uh, then I asked one of them, I said, why are you picking me to talk to? And they, they're all like, well, we work downtown and we know we'll never see you to work out. But we also know you're F3 and we can talk to you yeah. and about some personal stuff. And it, it kind of re- understood that you don't want to see this person that you're suddenly about to unload a lot of heavy yeah. stuff on. Yeah. You don't want to see every day at your workout yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, um, and there was some really serious stuff. And I was just kind of like, I said, I am not equipped to give you answers i can i can listen and maybe kind of share with you what my thoughts are i said please don't take what i'm telling you is the right path i said you got to make that decision or, or maybe seek some additional help but uh we would talk for hours sometimes uh different folks and i don't know what's happened to them or what they're doing now but uh, after covid uh now that you know i'm working up in spring every other day or working out of the house i don't you know people aren't tapping me for anything but i think it's just that being at the place that they can they have someone that's close to you yeah Someone that they can trust and someone that they don't have to see every day gives them the ability to share a lot of information. We all pretend like the the sad clown yeah. uh, syndrome. You call it? Yeah. yeah. We all pretend it doesn't exist because we try to pretend, I think as males yeah. generally, that we can power through. We solve our own shit. Like you yeah. said, that you have your tools to fix your... Of course you yeah. do. Like we're resourceful. We, we take care of shit. But then there comes a point where like you need that fellowship it's not so much about somebody helping you but like we're programmed from the evolutionary perspective to be in drives yeah and capitalism is so individualistic that 10 years go by and you can just be doing from back to work yeah. seeing people at school seeing people friends getting drunk but there's no real relationship i will i'll tell you one of the things that i, I love about f3 and then things that um create a little bit of a challenge mm-hmm. We have a lot of very successful people. Yeah, um, there was a period in time that I was looking for a job, mm. and uh, and I was working it. I mean, I had recruiters, resumes, conversations. I was flying all over the place doing interviews, um, saying, "Hey, you're the you know the, you're the top candidate, but we are looking for something different." Mm. You no, know, uh, and then you're coming back on like I was really feeling good about it, and then once again, failure, 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 and people would be. Hey, how you doing? Anything I can help you with? How you doing? Anything I can help you with? And after a while, you know, that smile starts deteriorating <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, you know, it, it's difficult when you're around a lot of folks that um, are asking you that question. And you're kind of, there was a few times I was like, listen, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm all right. I, I, don't need, I don't need you to ask or, or check on me one so more time. So you can overdo it. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but there is that little bit too where we, there is that bravado where you don't want people to see that concern or your, your uh, uh, I don't want to use the word despair, but uh, that moment of feeling like, gosh, you know, uh, I'm going out with all my buds that are really doing well and, and I can't even land a job. That mm. becomes a, uh, a little demoralizing point 
and you know you've got your friends you can talk to but still it's like you still don't want to lower that final barrier of saying hey look i'm i've hit i'm just i'm well you hit the nail on the head what's our biggest shame yeah as a male what's our biggest shame well, you got to provide for your yeah. family yeah. if you're not doing that then it shouldn't be like that yeah. there's the other part too your friendship structure changes mm-hmm. so all those people you see at work every day you do not see them anymore those yeah. friends that you had at work um, in my case suddenly did not become friends you know mm-hmm. I am now out of that fold yeah there's someone else that they're working with now, and, and you're no longer part of the, the family. And I think that was a little bit uh, oh, difficult it. where, yeah, you know, yeah. different friends I'd check in with, they're like, uh, I'm kind of busy. That was that <laughs> time for me. But now that I'm not that guy, it's, uh, you know, we don't have time to chat with you right now. You know, we'll catch you, catch you later, and you never hear from them again. I don't know. I'm I, I, kind of curious asking you this question. Um, I never wanted to ask F3 people for help. You know what I mean? I didn't want to because that was a separate special group that was completely separate from any other things happening in your life. Sell to. Ask for help help to find jobs and stuff like that or help getting connections. It it was very uh, um, hard for me to do that because I I needed to have it isolated from everything else. So when I did do F3, it wasn't part of my problems. Yeah, okay. It wasn't part of my issues. I did not go there for people to talk yeah. about, hey, how are things going with you? It was completely a bubble. I try to help a lot because I have clients that need people, and I'm right. in a situation where I see a lot of companies. So I try to help a lot of people, and I try to connect them to land jobs. I don't think any of them landed a job because of me. None. They got it on their own. Yeah. But I think what happens is that when somebody starts helping you, you know, you start believing in yourself and then you don't feel so alone. I think it's much more about just being there because I don't really feel that that our best use is to, you know, give them a solution. I'm not asking you for a job, man, but if you see something, say something. Yeah. And then that becomes exponential. Then you have your 10 people you talk to, you have 10 people, and then it becomes... And that's a real lead. And the, the other thing where if you see someone who's having a hard time, say something, even though you might piss him off. Yeah. Because, yeah, once you get all the barriers out, he probably does need mm-hmm. a little loving. <laughs> oh, compassion. Well, I don't think I ever, if I see someone who looks like they're in distress, I will walk over... And I think there are times that I do violate personal, people's personal space. I think that is a, that is an error of mine. Um, but wouldn't you but rather do that? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather? I'd rather and do that. There's, there's been one case where I asked somebody and they said they were perfectly fine. There was no issue. And I gave them a hug and they started crying. And that, mm-hmm. uh, when I think about that, that tugs at my heart a lot because mm-hmm. it was um, just someone yeah. that just needed just that one moment mm-hmm. of quiet and to get that out. Because sometimes... Just getting it all out, you feel great, you're ready to go, and then yeah. just storing it inside. Because uh, um, I'm not too uh, too proud to say that I'll cry. Yeah. You know, if there's something that's emotional that hits me, I don't. But uh, did he start, you know, touching your package? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no. sometimes <laughs> that's sometimes too far. It's a little too personal. For yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. why is it such a matter of pride, man? I'll be yeah. in that situation, and I'd like to reach out yeah. and not just. You know, go like this. Because when you go like this, you feel like you're fucking fault. You're alone. It's, yeah. you, it's you. You're the problem. Yeah. You know? Well, 
in the beginning, that is great. You know, yeah. after you've said, hey, I'm looking for a job five times. <laughs> but number six, you're going like, oh, I don't want to need to bring that up again because everybody's like going. Well, we run and we like we can we can waste our time, which is fine. It's fun. But sometimes you can use that time also like while you're working out to talk about something that is actually helpful. Yeah. Stitch, take us out. Are you looking yeah, actually, for words of wisdom? or actually, you can say, like, you know, if one of, you could end it with, uh, you know, if you're a person that just needs to talk to somebody, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. I love that. That's good. Say that again. If you're a person that needs to talk somebody to somebody, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. Call Randy. And you, and you do a lot of that, you know, with all your stuff that you do over on uh, um, off of Bel Air Boulevard. So I think yeah. that you're a very good example of the person that is there to help folks if they... What do you do? Yeah. What do you do for people? Uh, I do a lot of work with uh, anti-trafficking, anti-human trafficking stuff. So um, we go out, and it's been a while since I've been out, but yeah. uh, the group goes out to, it's on Bissonette. It's called The Track. It's where all these young women are out there uh, selling themselves to people. And so we go out there, try to give them the phone number to uh, Rescue America, and just give them some refreshments and talk to them and uh, things like that. So maybe they can get out of the life. And we do a phone bank uh, where we call the girls that have ad, the adult ads and tell them they can get out. And um, it's very interesting because sometimes you talk to them. Sometimes most of the time you just get voicemail, but sometimes you talk to them and some of them are interested. And some of them are like, "Oh, no problem. Nobody's forcing me to do this. I'm on my own. I make a lot of money. I'm a professor at Rice University. And I do this on the side. I just do high high end escorts and." You get a whole range of people and stuff, but there's other things uh, we do too. So we meet with uh, guys that are arrested uh, for there's a like HPD will do a sting operation, and they'll arrest the guys. And we'll go up and talk to them and try to see if we can stop them from buying people and everything. So there's a lot of different ways to help. But no, you were you were going to give us a good little yeah. <laughs> I already did that. Oh, you did. No, right. man. You gave us the one percent. You gave us one yes. percent. Yeah. So uh, hey, you gave us the ninety-nine percent. <laughs> All right. So I guess going out is just simply uh, learn how to uh, turn the water off to your house and change the battery in your car, and I think you'll be in a lot better shape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just give us a little more. Hooey, mama! That smells like poontang. Shipped obsessions.